I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 460th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my late night co-host, R Sigma. Hello. And P. McGee. Hello, hello. And we are here for this special, this is, this is still releasing at like midnight on Monday, as far as they know. So like, they don't know the difference, <laughs> but I know the difference. We know. <laughs> because this is a late night episode of Fuckle Thatch, by the time you're reading this, is hanging out on the, uh, is hanging out on a patio on the north beach of the San Juan Islands, staring at Vancouver. Drinking mimosas. Uh, not mimosas. Uh, it's fall one. Uh, t- probably wine. This is fair. <laughs> probably wine. <laughs> probably wine. Maybe uh, maybe like a nice uh, nice cocktail of sorts. Uh, but Thatch is going on a Thatch is going on a trip to visit his in laws. So and take that for what you will. Thatch will not be around this week, and probably not next week either. I think that, I think next week is a super special episode with uh, I think at least Whimsicott and Sublime so far. I don't know who the third will be. Someone else will be there, TBD. Sure. Yeah, TBD. Uh, but again, tune in. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And uh, we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game. I don't even know what are we talking about today. You you wrote a topic, and it was a, it was better than any of the topics that I came up with, Sigma. So I think it's. <laughs> I think it's video game. Uh, it is video game. We, we're not, we haven't talked about things in between in a while. That's because Pokemon isn't very good at making them anymore. It's been, <laughs> a, it's been a quiet three months. There's nothing in between. There's barely anything on either end. I was, I was like really excited for Mystery Dungeon, mm-hmm. like when that released earlier this year. And then I don't know. I feel like I've been let down because I had, well, I, maybe not. That's, that's the wrong thing to say because we got Pokemon Snap. Yes announced and i think that's i think that's solid like i can't wait to do that episode that's going to be an exciting episode just because it's it's years in the making i am very excited for that because like i when i saw pokemon mystery dungeon i'm like cool we're gonna get proper spin-off games again that would be really cool this is them like dipping their toes in the water to see if like it's there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's sold like a spin-off game i mean that's a couple million a, yeah. a couple million which is exactly what you would expect that's how much they sold back in the day yeah it wasn't anything worse and especially those, like, I don't think too much work had to go into those other than in, like, the graphics department. Like, you're not coming up with game mechanics. You're not coming up with a bunch of other stuff. You're just kind of plopping it all in. And it was cool art. I like the art style in Mystery Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it was absolutely. cool. And I would I would kill for, like, a Mystery Dungeon DX. Or not DX. Um, A Mystery Dungeon, like, Explorers of Sky, Explorers of Darkness. Because I've never played those. And I get, keep getting told, like, those are the best. 
They they are better. By Osh? They're better. By the community, like, okay, so, like, here, here's, like, the really bad thing. I think I've said this on the show before, but, like, I have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky, and I've got it, and oh. it's, like, ready to go, and I just haven't played it. And it's probably one of those things is, like, a content creator, like, you enjoy, like, I enjoy Pokemon, right? But it gets to the point where you're just like, man, I don't want to do this unless I'm making content, you know? It's, it's like a horrible thing because I, it's, it's like the one thing I've put off that I'm just like, this is something that I can experience like raw and without any problem because of, uh, what is it called? Because like I have had no reaction to this so far and I want that. I want to like keep that and preserve it. That's fair. Yeah. I just, I just want to preserve it and just be like, yeah, I can play it on Twitch or something and people will be like, oh man, look at Thatch's reaction. That's so cool. <laughs> look at him. He's never played this before. And then, and then they're just like, but this is my favorite because Primal Dialga. It actually has a story. So you get to yeah. like react to the characters in the story. Like there's actually developed mm-hmm. characters for like, which is like mm-hmm. a real rare thing for Pokemon. So, so, so my question to you then for that would be, mm-hmm. are they like in comparison to like Mystery Dungeon DX? Cause like I didn't play Red or Blue Rescue Team and then I played DX's story. Like, is it, is it more developed than that? Cause like I would say oh, that absolutely. was. Okay. Oh, 100%. Okay. There's a lot of like secondary and tertiary characters. Uh, just because the setting you're in is a little different. You're in like a guild mm. rather than kind of on your own. Okay. And so like all the guild members get their own little bits of development and it's kind of fun and entertaining and they all have their quirk. They okay. They're little side stories too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember. Okay. Sky. So that was cool. Okay. That's cool. I see because I never got to experience any of that. And so, I mean, because I keep putting it off and it's one of those things that like we should do at some point. We need like all of the emails. Stretch goal. All of the emails. Well, we did hit that. We did hit that stretch goal for the uh, what's it called for the badges. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. So that's know. happening. Yeah, that's happening soon. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Excited to go get the badges. <laughs> uh, I do need. I know. Oh my gosh! I should put in for a quote for that before I leave. <laughs> now that I think about it, uh, I should do that. Probably. Yeah, I should do that. No, I. Yeah, I, w- I would love to, like, see more spinoff games, though, from Pokemon. I, I Like, I've just been waiting for that because, like, it seemed for a while, and I- I'll still say this, I still stand behind it a little bit, and maybe they're coming back to their roots a little bit, but I think they just keep trying to chase, like, the next Pokemon Go, and it's it's got me a little concerned because Pokemon Go is Pokemon Go, and I don't think you can really blow it too much out of the water. I still miss the footsteps. Does anybody remember the footsteps? I remember the footsteps. Vaguely. I remember the footsteps. I, I don't footsteps. I don't miss them. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, the reason we got rid of the footsteps is because people were inconsiderate and they ruined it for everybody. But <laughs> I like, I do like Pokestop, like the new, the new tracking system. It's better than what they had in the interim between not footsteps and that. Yes. Uh, which was, which was nothing. <laughs> which was absolutely nothing. The nearby list was like, maybe this Pokemon's close. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Pokemon. I remember Pokemon Go at launch. Pokemon launch Pokemon Go is pretty cool, uh, pretty hype. It was an experience, and I yeah. think that's that. Like, really takes you back to the nostalgia of early Pokemon. Is it was like an yes. experience? Yeah, exactly. I, I think a lot of things with Pokemon. I think that's the one thing Pokemon's got going for it compared to other franchises is that it, it's more experience based mm-hmm. than a lot of the other. Um, than a lot of the other things that you, or a lot of the other video game franchises. Cause I would say, I would say like Pokemon, like 1998 Pokemon was an experience 
Pokemon Red and Blue are hot garbage of games. Like those games are bad. But the culture was all experiencing it. At the but same the time. culture was there. Like they had. Like the problem was like Pokemon Mania existed and that like elevated everything. It was yeah. it was the Beatles of video games, man. It came in. It, no, that's, I mean that's kind of what happened because like if you think about what happened in Japan, like they got the games and then they got the anime because the games were doing were were pretty hot, and then like they got a manga with it after that, and then they got like trading cards that that worked with it, and so like it was something that like gradually did it, and then like they're just like you know what, let's take it all to America, <laughs> and that's what ha- and that's what the Beatles did. That's one hundred percent what the Beatles did. <laughs> Because the Beatles were in Britain from like 1962 to 1964, they released a bunch of albums, and then they took all of the good songs from those albums and put it on Meet the Beatles, <laughs> and then released it, and all of them hit number one at once. You will never have a band like the Beatles ever again because of the internet. <laughs> and I, I think similarly, we will never have a video game like Pokemon because of the internet ever again. Yeah, that's yep. fair. That is the way I that is, uh, like. I, I there's think, the discovering yeah. aspect, the, the, yeah. the aspect of like discovering something in your mm-hmm. little group, in your little community. Like that's gone because now everything, if it's any good at all, it catches fire on the yeah. internet some way or another. Exactly. I I mean that's a, that was a big thing for the TCG actually for a long time ago. There was an episode of TCG Cast actually over on Puggle Plus that um, Gator and I did. We interviewed one of his friends who was a who was a worldwide judge, and she uh, talked about net decking. And it was uh, it was a huge phenomenon and a huge thing that they had to worry about. So we talked about that, and so like the internet like really changed the TCG landscape because of net decking and stuff like that. So I, I it's kind of the same for the, the Pokemon game, like in terms of discovery. Like with like I think we haven't felt anything as exciting as we did like with Meltan. <laughs> Meltan was done. Uh, Meltan's release was done very well. Meltan in general is done very poorly. <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> one day you'll be able to evolve Meltan in a mainline game. That's not happening. Day. It's no, it's not. It's just not happening. It's not possible. <laughs> like I, because the way I see it, like it makes more sense to me after watching like Pokemon Journeys. Yeah, the way that like I didn't comprehend the way, and maybe this is just like me being a crotchety old man, but like I didn't realize that the way they were trying to do it, and I still don't know how I feel about this, but the way they're trying to do it is they're just like Pokemon is all of these things. It's not just the video game. It's not just Pokemon Go. It's not just the anime. It's not just the TCG. It's all of these. And they're, they're trying to, like, make that... I think that's kind of been their message lately. And so they mm-hmm. want them all to interact in some way. Yeah. And that's why that's why Meltan is a thing. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about a Pokemon not belonging to a generation. Like, that just still feels very off to me. And like, yes. we've been having it. A Pokemon has always been attached to a generation for 25 years, with the exception of Meltan and Melmetal. Meltan just is. Meltan just, just is. is. It's like this anomaly. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we'll ever get another thing like Meltan. No, it'll it'll be hard. It'll. Uh, be hard. I don't think that'll ever happen because I think po- because I think the only reason we got Meltan is because Pokemon Go was as big as Pokemon Go. It's made billions of dollars. That's the yes. qualification to have your own special Pokemon. Make billions of dollars as a yeah. side Pokemon game. You're just not going to get that out of like Pokemon Masters or anything. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Well, it has to have the ease of access. Masters, like, if you don't mm-hmm. play gotcha games, and I don't, like, it's not very welcoming. Nope. The nope. way Go is you open your phone, you click on a Pokemon, you throw a Pokeball. Like, that's very simple. Well, you can you can successfully play Pokemon Go without paying money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think the same could be said for Masters. No. 
You can, you'll just have, like, a bad time. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think you'll have a bad time playing Pokemon Go for free. Unless you live out in the country and it's just hard to get Pokeballs. I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people, like, gifts help that a lot, but... Even if you spend money, I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard horror stories about, like, just not living by Pokemon yeah. Stops, yeah, yeah. And you just don't get Pokeballs. Yeah, I guess I take that for granted. I've been, there's one next to where I live, and I've been spending casually for three years now whenever I open my phone. So I don't <laughs> about that. But I guess mm-hmm. that would be a problem if you didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But this is a good place to stop. We do have some things to talk about in the news. So let's kick it on over and cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. The first being the most exciting of news. uh, Something that nobody's ever asked for. Because everybody really enjoyed this movie. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD in the US on November 17th. Woo! Uh, It is still on Netflix. I I don't. As should be noted, it is still on Netflix. Uh, In case you were worried about losing your access, it's still there. What? That movie just doesn't make any sense to me on a lot of levels. It saddens me because they had such good streak going with the Zero Aura movie. I'd like the Zara Aura movie and then I choose like everybody likes to give I choose you so much crap. But if you ignored like the random Pikachu out of place line that um, it's really bad in the dub because... In the dub, for those of you who don't know, uh, they do actually use Pikachu's Japanese voice actress for, like, the Pika Pika lines and stuff like that. And because she doesn't speak English, obviously, or she probably does, but not, like, fluently. Well, I shouldn't say fluently. That's that's probably wrong. But she she doesn't do so confidently. That Maybe that's the word. They had they had somebody else do the dub for, like, the, the English lines for that movie. But in Japan, they actually had Pikachu's voice actress do it. Hmm. And so it's very it's very continuous in Japan. And I, I think that's something that, like, I don't know, like, in that context, I can appreciate it. But I remember being at that movie, like, I went to it with a couple of friends, and they they were just like, what, P- Pikachu talk? That was really weird. And I'm just like, yeah, but I knew, it, well, one, I was prepared. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, and two, I was just like, it's. I mean, it fits with the story. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was bad. Um, but yeah, those two movies are really good. I, I, I appreciate the, those two. Yeah, that's why Mewtwo Strikes Back kind of sits. It's a sour chord because it's like, no, we didn't need it. <laughs> no, I we did. Well, what's even worse is like at the end of um, which movie was it? It wasn't the Zero Aura movie. There was another movie because I feel like they got off sequence some somewhere with um with the way they were doing the movies or they just decided, hey, we don't want to do the movies like we were, which is probably fair because the Volcanian and Magirna movie was awful. Yeah, I, I'm OK with ditching the companions. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just really okay with it just being, like, this random Ash universe character that's not really in the universe that we have Ash in. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, because it's really weird. Also, so there there have been so many Sinnoh hits, hints in quotes over the years. It just drives me nuts, because, like, in uh, in the I Choose You movie, like, his, the companions that join him throughout that movie are both from Sinnoh. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like that's, like, three years ago now, right? 
this is this is all when like we're still hyping up like the the hashtags in our remakes or whatever right this has been happening for years i don't know if i don't know if game freak is playing like the longest con in the entire world the best part is i don't I don't think there's going to be an outcry for like you know what remakes anytime soon because no don't say that because like that's what we felt that's what we felt like when we got the Hoenn remakes we're like yeah nobody's going to really be like oh I can't wait for the Gen Four remakes and then it happened because the thing that's like crazy to me is like if you look at the spacing between like the game and the remake it just keeps getting larger and larger and larger well yeah. Because it's like once per console, they do a remake. They've never doubled yeah. down on one console. And yeah, so I agree with that. Usually get two game, two generations per console now since like the DS. I'm really okay with that. We already got that. a remake in Pokemon Yellow for the Switch, so we're gonna have to wait another console. Oh generation. no! Please no! Please no! <laughs> <laughs> That's our remake. I I want to treat Pokemon Let's Go like we treat Meltan as an anomaly. <laughs> it was a one-off. There was a vacuum for it. And it filled it okay. There were yes. Megas, so it's not a real Pokemon game anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't know who's next. I, we didn't pick colors. Oh, can have it. Okay. That's fine. Um, so the obviously the Clefable Equinox event was last weekend. So you could get your, you could have gotten your shiny Clefables. That's done now. Um, they've been doing that like once in the middle of the month on the weekends for like the last three months because there's no. Gigantamax Pokemon left to promote that they haven't, um, but that's done now. So, I mean, it's true. I mean, they, they've run out of things to promote. That's why we have these like weird events that are going on in the middle of the month. I'm okay. So like everybody can tell me all they want that like Isle of Armor was planned, and like that's what was going on. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like I feel like the Gigantamax like soup thing didn't mesh well with their original plans to like keep raids going. Right. <laughs> it's and, possible. I mean, I'm glad it exists. Oh no! I think this is one hundred percent how it should have existed from the get-go. Well, yes, absolutely. But like, it's uh, like I just I'm just saying like a lot of things just don't make sense. <laughs> Linny is not here to tell me that I'm wrong, and he would. So I want to be fair because like there's going to be that iTunes reviewer that Dash doesn't think anybody's opinions are valid. No, I think they're valid. I can just disagree all the time. Uh, Which is fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that event happened we're back to electric and grass so enjoy that for the next like four days after you fin- or this comes out two days maybe i don't know wait we're oh wait oh yeah it's gonna change on the on the first uh that's thursday it, that's thursday that's thursday that's thursday so enjoy electric and grass so toxicity get your uh tanky appletons and your mm-hmm. fun looking flapples and then i hear they're really good in vgc they do some things yeah <laughs> All right, now we can go to Sigma. All right. So, countries across, I believe, Europe right now have confirmed that Gigantamax Scorch Dynamax crystals will be given out from September 25th to October 25th. And you get max IVs guaranteed in HP, attack, and defense, but honestly, you should just breed one because... Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe there's had been any confirmation for the US yet, but GameStop does have a promotion where if you buy like $15 worth of cards, you get like a free Scorch promo in quotation marks because it's not really a promo. It's just the card they grabbed from the Sword and Shield set that's worth like 10 yes. cents. So yes. uh, it, it's, it's not worth the price of entry there. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a wasted spot, like that whole Dynamax crystal thing. Because like at launch, like you get like your pseudo, di- your pseudo dragon yes. with it. Yes. And like that was cool and that was nice because you could get those kind of early if you wanted to have them for a playthrough. But like it just seems like it's like a wasted spot now, like that yep. nothing cool gets promoted in. Oh man, I just feel like raids in general, I think 
have been a missed opportunity entirely. Like he could do some really cool, like we got some really cool stuff. I still think Zerora, like hands down yeah. best. Mewtwo was great too. Um, we need more stuff like that. That should be happening like once a month. I don't care what they say. In preparation for like Crown Tundra, they should have been like incorporating things slowly. Like maybe Nido King comes out in a raid, like right a before right. something to get us like hyped up because we they've made it very clear you don't need to own the DLC in order to have the Pokemon in your Pokedex. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely agree. Yeah, but they're barely putting those Pokemon in the raids to begin with. Yes. I think the one that we had this month was Lilligant during the Clefable event. No, no, no. So, but, okay, but we're talking about just, like, what would be really cool in terms of just, like, in general. Because I I understand they don't want, they want, they want you to, like, have your friends who own Isle of Armor to invite you to an Isle of Armor raid. Like, that's what they want. They they Mm -hmm. don't want, they don't want you just, like, finding them in the game. Because they want you to buy the DLC, which has, like, a huge attachment rate anyway. So, who cares? Um, And so... I don't know. I still think it would be really cool to like hype it up. Like P Mickey said, like I, I honestly, I think the way to do it, the way they should have done it to begin with, they should have said like, Oh, you're going to get like 50 new Pokemon with each DLC or something like that. And they take the other 50 and they just sprinkle them in as drops mm-hmm. for raids. I think it would that have been would a be a good hype. way to get through the months. Like, because yes. they've had nothing, they've had nothing since June and they've been like, tr- like sprinkling in like these, uh, shiny raids to like get us through. But that could have been yes. like a way, like, even if it was only like five or six mons, like or five or six like fam like family of Pokemon, that could have really made it more exciting each week to get on your rating. Exactly. Oh well, missed opportunity. That that seems to be the mantra for Sword and Shield. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's a really cool. Like, I I think I thought raids like when they were announced were the best idea, and I still think they're a good idea. Um, yeah. Like, I'm very much looking forward to what is it called? Um, the uh, like the partner, like the group raids we have to do in Crown Tundra. I am excited for that. I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna go, but I am excited for that. Um, let's see. Uh, do we want to talk about the card Sigma? Uh, it's a quick one because we don't know anything about it. We just know that hey. we know retailer <laughs> sites that there's a uh, new product 4.5 coming out for Sword and Shield on February 19th. That should be a small set or a bonus set compared to what we already have, and it's likely yep. the anniversary set. We don't know what yep. set from Japan it comes from, but it's coming mm-hmm. as we expected because generations came on the 20th anniversary yep no surprise i'm very i i really want to see like i don't know the 25th anniversary is coming out the thing that i though i like that one rumor you sent me that it was just a tweet of a guy who said if everybody's upset at mario 35 which i don't still i still don't understand why everybody was outraged about the super mario 3d all-stars i still don't understand the outrage whatsoever I, I, but maybe that's just because me and I don't, I like, I have the money to spend on video games and like other people, other, I can understand if like people have to like decide like between video games and not video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, yeah, I can buy like a $60 game a month or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And plus Among Us. And, and so like, I, I don't have any problem with that. And so like when I, I when I saw Super Mario 3D All-Stars come out, I was like, cool, this is awesome. And then like the, Reddit erupted, and I was very confused. <laughs> I'm still confused. Because <laughs> um, I'm just like, yeah, it's $60 to play all these cool games on your Switch. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I'll throw money at nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, right? I think people were just disappointed after, like, the Spyro and Crash collections did so much. and That's fine. Okay, so, like, I guess the other problem is I'm, like, I'm unabashedly a, a Nintendo fanboy, and I have not played very much, like, PC, Xbox. Or not PC, but Xbox, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and so like i i don't i don't know i don't have any nostalgia for that and i didn't pay well, attention <laughs> but it's the fact that they did so much with that and also charged 40 dollars for it it's like that's fair we did a lot of work and we're charging less than a standard price game and it's like this is a standard price and there's nothing really added <laughs> i would maybe claim that mario is more premium that's fair uh, but that's okay. We'll leave it there. This is an auto Mario podcast. Um, I mean, my, uh, my personal issue is like stopping selling it in six months. Yeah. Like I think I personally think that's happening because they have plans to like move those consoles onto their virtual console or virtual console in quotes. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be selling a game that people can get for free. <laughs> that's my thought, but I could be wrong. Yeah. We'll see. I will see. That that's where my issue lies. Is like yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's stupid that it's only out for six months. Um, all right. So in video game news, the Players Cup two qualifiers occurred over the weekend. Hope you did well. Oh, does that that's did that start today? That's just video game. That's just video game. It started. Did that start? Did that start today though? Yeah. Can I still register or no? Uh, as of thirty minutes ago, you could not register. <laughs> oh, never mind. Because I, I was I was thinking about doing it, and then uh, then particular things made me very upset today, and I did not do it because I was like I could do it, and then I could probably get through a few matches, and I could have fun. Um, but never mind then. Uh, all right, Pokemon Go then, P Mickey. Welcome to the Pokemon Go news hour. Mega Houndoom, and they're trend of adding Megas to that game, uh, will be available September 29th, so I think that's Tuesday? Tuesday? Uh, sure. That? Sure. Cool. Uh, starting October 1st, Shedinja is going to be the breakthrough word, reward, which is actually really nice. Because that is cool. That way yeah. You can get your uh, Ninkata candies as well to involve that Ninkata into a Ninjask, mm-hmm. because I've had a Ninkata for two years now, and I've <laughs> only gotten the one, and I have haven't decided to walk it because there's always a pseudo dragon to walk yeah i can finally evolve i'm okay with that being like a monthly or a yearly thing like mm-hmm. i just expect it at this point it's also a ghost in october that makes it's sense. a ghost yeah. and it's a cicada in the fall so. oh you're so right this is too perfect i i'm fine with that every year like they can keep doing it <laughs> all right <laughs> all right i yeah you're right okay okay uh okay well i guess there's more to talk about sigma <laughs> Okay, uh, we got spotlight hours for the month. Nothing particularly exciting. We have a cat Pikachu from uh, <laughs> Pokemon Journeys, no. so at least that's kind of cool. It's the first time ever. Is that a different released. hat? It's a yes. different hat. <laughs> Collect them all. We know it's in the code for Sword and Shield, so maybe it'll be transferable. Who knows? <laughs> oh. Sure. Well, I think they do. Yeah, I think all the Ash Caps are transferable. Well, cause they might be doing it as well, because like, you can get them from uh, uh, Gen 7, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, then we have original Cat Pikachu, uh, Shuppet, and Duskull to close out the month. So yay, ghosts. It's that's October. not super. I I do like what they're doing though, where they're like letting newer players in. Right. Yeah. I mean, the ghosts are probably going to be spawning anyway. It's hot. Yeah. Event, but what? yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be ex- I wouldn't be surprised if we got like a uh, like what's uh, we're going to Gen Six next. Who's the ghost in Gen Pumpkaboo. Six? Pumpkaboo. Pumpkaboo. Is like the perfect Pumpkaboo. 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 Yep, that. that's coming out Halloween. Never mind. The, a perfect mm-hmm. Pokemon for Halloween release. Uh, hopefully, Galarian your mask too. I'd be I'd be down. For that'd it. be cool. Uh, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. The five star raid battles have been confirmed from October second to 9th. Moltres will be in five star raids from the 9th to the twenty third. Giratina Origin form will be in raids with its shiny being available. And a shi- special raid boss will appear will appear during the Halloween event. 
Uh, it's going to be Pumpkaboo. That's fine. No, it's a five-star. Five-star Gorgeist. <laughs> it could be Evil Tall, I think I've seen floating around. Oh, that would be Moltres. cool. That would be... I, I could see it being the Galarian birds to, like, hype up Crown Tundra. I think Galarian birds will start, like, after Halloween event. That's why we got the birds back. Mm. Ah, that's fair. Get ready for them. I think we got birds back because it's been a while since birds have been around. They were just in the community day for uh, GoFest. That's GoFest. That's different. <laughs> uh, in collaborate... Oh, wait. Wait, never mind. I'll do it. I'm blue. You're blue. Uh, I'm blue. <laughs> In collaboration with Longchamp, I don't know who Longchamp is, but uh, they're collaborating. Niantic Who's Longchamp? Long We're going to find out who Longchamp is. Keep going. <laughs> I think they're like designers, but I'm not sure. Um, there will be a featured event running October 2nd through October 8th. Uh, Curlia and Shinx will have top hats and will be in raids. Croagunk with a backwards cap will be in the wild and will be in some photobombs. Uh, Smoochum with a bow tie can be hashed out of eggs. And then Shiny Cricketot will be available, and then there will be some special research to go along with that as well, or just special research in general. And then during the event, so the 2nd through the 8th, there'll be increased spawns of Mareep, Skitty, Roselia, Blitzel, Cottony, Mincino, and Gothita. So, uh, I did my segment. Uh, finish it off, Sigma. <laughs> Until September 30th, Jesse and James balloons will appear more frequently. It was uh, originally meant to be a tie-in for Coco that still hasn't released. And also Battle Night has been postponed indefinitely because there is no future date given at this time. Battle Night for what? Go? I don't know. Yeah, there was some kind of battle night they were promoting for the sometime this month or like right at the end of this okay. month. I don't really know all the details. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay. You want to okay, so you want to know what Longchamp is, and it's completely understandable why none of us, like the three of us, don't know what Longchamp is. Yes, please explain. Um, it is a uh, Longchamp is a store that is all about selling like women's purses and bags. Makes much more sense now. Okay. So yeah, right. So it's like it's like a bunch of leather stuff. I, I mean, that's the way I'll, I'll put it. But like. Yeah, Longchamp is a is a French luxury leather goods company founded in Paris in 1948. Interesting. I guess they technically do wallets, but I don't know the market correlation between Pokemon Go players and uh, Longchamp shoppers. Yes, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pokemon Go makes billions of dollars a year. Like people are happy to collaborate with them. It's fine. They made money. That's all that's important. That is uh, that's a good place to end this though. Uh, so we'll take a, we're going to take a short break and we're going to kick it on over to, uh, we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Today, P. McGee and R. Sigma will be operating together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions from our Discord in a race with their fellow co-host to see who can get 30 points first. Uh, I don't think either of you are... Well, actually... I, I'm of, relatively... Actually, never mind. No, no, you both can like take first and second today if you do really well. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am two perfect games away from winning. Two very perfect yes, games. Uh, so you guys can get a maximum total of eight points today, but uh, to, to get that uh, wonderful $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. 
Uh, and you, the listener, can get a $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com for submitting your trivia questions and having them read on the show if you live in the domestic United States. Well, I should say domestic. Anywhere in the United States. Anywhere USPS delivers for not a lot of money. <laughs> so that that is where you can get a you get $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your uh, nerdy needs. All right. So without further ado, let's get into these questions, guys, to see how many points you can get today. So our first question today is going to be from Sleeve McDykel. What is the name of the professor that Ash and the gang meet in the Orange Islands? Ivy. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Liger, 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 Liger. <laughs> it puts the questions <laughs> together. Come on, guys. Uh, to prof- to profess- be fair, I'm not sure if Whimsicott would have gotten that one. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Um, <laughs> professor Ivy. In the English dub, Professor Ivy is the only professor in the main series regions to not be named after a tree. Fun fact. It was because that was before like any other professor not named Oak existed. It was existed. because it yeah. was before a pattern existed. It's yes. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't make, you can't get a trend line from a single data point, okay? all right so our next question is you guys are one for one by the way in case you didn't notice (laughs) i oh my gosh do you want easy mode i can go easy mode okay okay this one is from a three mac attack actually we're gonna go with the one from bam i like the one from bam 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 what is the only fully evolved pokemon that can be caught in game at level 100 oh I feel like it's Gyarados, but... I don't even know what you can catch at level 100. I feel like you can catch, like, a level 90 Magikarp, but can you catch, like, a level 100 You can 100 catch Gyarados? level 100 Magikarps, too, but I think there might be a level 100 Gyarados in, like, the same ponds, so... I have no other direction to go other than to trust you completely, so I am going to agree. Yeah, no level 100 Magikarps, so 100 Gyarados seems plausible, I guess. <laughs> Gyarados is correct. Yay! This can be done at the nature reserve in black and white, too, while fishing and rippling, ripping water with the super rod. Cool. Ah. The levels it can be caught are levels 1 to 100. <laughs> <laughs> you can also do level 100 magic cards from the same thing. Uh, but yes, you are two for two. That, that's why I figured. It's like, I guess Gyarados is probably the closest thing. This question is your Pokedex question. I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry, and you have to tell me what that Pokemon is. If you ride the struggle bus too hard, you will get a second Pokedex entry from Thatch at his cho- at the time of his choosing. Uh, if you can get the answer correct without the second Pokedex entry, you get two points. If you can get it correct with the second entry, it's one point. If you don't get it correct, it's a big fat zero. Uh, this week, it is from Coil Builder, and he says, Its sword dex entry states, It bounces towards opponents and gouges them with poisonous claws. No more than a scratch is needed to knock out its adversaries. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. You said bouncing and I thought it might be Azuril, and then you said it has claws. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I didn't know anymore. Bounces, bounces, bounces. Azumarill. Azumarill comes at you with its claws. No, not even Azumarill. Just Azumarill. Azumarill is the bouncer. Bounces. Bounces at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> With claws, like I think cute things of bouncing, like those don't combine well in my head. No, I, I think we need the second hit. Yeah, 
All right, the second hint. It's Pearl Dex entry states. The toxin made from its poison sacs is pumped to its knuckle claws through the tubes down its arms. I'm thinking Krogunk, maybe? Oh, that seems much more plausible. Or not Uh, Krogunk, but Toxic Krog, because, you know, that actually has claws, unlike Krogunk. I 100% trust you, because there weren't a lot of poisons. I don't, but... (laughs) <laughs> that's what you, comes to mind in you know what and i'm being carried i'm gonna stick with the carry i'm gonna hop in your backpack and we're gonna go with toxic croak <laughs> toxic croak is correct uh <laughs> it, it bounces towards opponents and gouges them with poisonous claws it is a frog it is a <laughs> ribbit uh yeah all right you guys are three for three so that means you get a uh you don't get as many points on this question Okay, I guess I'll ask you. Oh, actually, this is the only time I can probably ask this question. P. Mickey, just stay in your backpack real quick. Perfect. So, <laughs> this one is from Shark Finnegan, and it says Pokemon Masters introduced Cygna suits, <laughs> which are outfits designed to match the appearance of their partner Pokemon to help strengthen their bond. As of the first anniversary update, who are the seven trainers with Cygna suits? Um, there are seven answers. I will give you a point for. Two, so if you okay, can answer so red leaf blue, uh, Cynthia red leaf blue, that's correct. Cynthia Grimsley, Brock, and Alessa. Those are all correct. Thanks, uh, Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that so Lager, Lager always leaves me little notes on each of the questions. What sometimes they're snarky, kind of like P. McGee's uh, news. <laughs> um, but this one says apparently Sigma, Sublime, and Shamu still play. So here, so it's here for Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> he says three of you still play, but Sig- this is a Sigma question. <laughs> to be fair, four of those were in like the last month. So or three of them were. Shark Finnegan has made it his mission to get Pokemon Masters trivia on the show. <laughs> so I will give you two points for that. Uh, that is uh, correct. Um, so you guys are five for four. You still haven't used your hint today, so you can get all the questions correct still Ooh. and uh, cash it in. So this is your base stat question. Um, your base stat question this time is uh, going to be from Polywo, and it's a normal thing, uh, which is wonderful. What normal type has the highest base defense? Highest huh. base defense. Um, bulky normal. There's not a lot of... It wouldn't be Mega Adina, would it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It, like, slacking is probably in the running. Yeah. Uh, maybe we need a hint. We're probably going to need to use the hint in a minute. I'm trying to think of what else there is. Uh, defensively. Because it's not Megalopony, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think it's Megalopony. I'm pretty confident about that. Um, obviously not Snorlax. He's specially defensive. I don't think it's a very high stat. Like, I think it's like 110 to 120-ish. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it being a high stat. Um, so it's I definitely I, not the Blissey line. Yep. <laughs> I think we take the hint. Yeah. This is a mega Pokemon. Hey. So I guess it's Audino. <laughs> mega Audino is correct. I uh, contributed. Mega Audino wins with a base defense of 126. Next up it's is Arceus credit. at 120. <laughs> Regigigas at 110. And Miltank at 105. Hmm. They got the HP, they got the special defense. They do not have the defense. All right. That gives you guys uh that gives you guys I think 6 this week, right? 6. six. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right. So that's 6 points for you guys. That does shake up the leaderboard. Uh we got uh 
that number there and uh, we got that number there. Okay, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna reorganize that real quick. In first place, we have Sigma with 25 points. Whoa. Yeah. In second, we have Claude 9 with 22 points. Uh oh. In third place, we have P. McGee with 20 points. In fourth place, we have Linian with 19. I think this is the, I think this is the most number of people we've ever had, like, that close together, that high up before. I can believe it. Uh, in fifth place, we have Winsicott with 13. In sixth, we have Seth Vilo with 12. In seventh, we have a tie between Jushiro and Dr. Shamu with six. And bringing up the rear, we have a tie between Sublime and Basket for ninth with five. Tune in next week with Winsicott asking questions, I guess. Who should add numbers to herself when people do it, but I didn't count when she did it the last time. So. <laughs> but uh, that is going to be it for this week's episode uh, or part of Folky Quiz. We're going to take a short break and kick it back over to you guys with the topic. We've got another iTunes review this week from NYJets42. Just started listening to this, but I'm already in love with this podcast. Loving each and every one of the segments, and I'm learning a lot about something I thought I already knew a lot about already. Wanted to get back into the competitive scene. This is also really helpful. Keep going and being awesome. Well, thank you for that. If you would like to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It helps more people find the show. It helps us just grow and become a better community. But we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is Crown Tundra. What is it going to be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just realized when we were like getting ready for this, Isle of Armor got this really cool like poster looking art type deal. Yeah. They had like Urshifu in the back and everything and it looked really, really cool and really, really hype. And they've got the same thing for Crown Tundra already. It looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> they need to sell these. Like, I would buy that so hard. I already buy fan art. Why can't I just buy that art? <laughs> I think the Isle of Armor one actually looks better than the Crown Tundra one, but I'm also just a big set. I think the Galarian birds are really cool. They are. I am so excited for the birds. They're very solid. I feel a little bad for Moltres. I just don't know what Moltres is going to do. It gets Dark Pulse as a signature move. Like, could, could they not have given it a better attack? So Pokemon, at least in like the fandom, is always like very biased towards like fire types. Looking at you, Charizard, <laughs> especially Gen One fire types are just like, oh man, because like I remember being a kid, everybody was like, Moltres is so cool, it's a fire bird, and it's like, yeah, but Articuno is really cool, and Articuno is going to be the one that steals the show here, okay? And then Stealth Rock was introduced. Uh, well, it's not going to be that much of a problem now with it being Psychic Ice, so that's kind of nice. Psychic mm -hmm. flying. Is it psychic? Yeah. Is it psychic flying? Is that how that's working? They keep the flying types. They change their other types. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm a dummy. Takes the same damage from Stealth Rock either way. So Moltres. Wait, what's Moltres then? Dark flying. I got this wrong. Dark man. Flying. My, my whole world flipped upside down. It is Evoltal with Dark Pulse as a signature move. And then we get Fighting Flying. That oh my gosh, that's even better than I thought it would be. It's Halucha. Yeah. Defiant Fighting Flying. He's gonna be great. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Man, I had all the types wrong, and I feel... I also like the types that they chose, because it's just like another circle. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Oh my gosh. I like this even... Oh man, that's just been so wrong. <laughs> and I'm so happy. I'm so happy about this. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it even more. I'm still upset we don't have, like, Galarian Slowking. <laughs> I just want to know what it looks like. Like, I'm right? not, I'm curious what it's going to do because, like, Galarian Slowbro, like, for all its weirdness, isn't that, like, awful. I mean, it's got its, like, own little mm -hmm. niche as, like, 
as this bulky thing that just keeps going fast. Like I, I was playing a game of Nat decks today and I, I got obliterated by a slow bro that just kept going first and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and it was weird. Dude, it goes first a lot. Yeah, I don't know what the number is. Is it like one in four? Wait, is it like I think it's just over 40% or something. I thought it was at the one third or something like that. Or like 30%. Yeah, but if you have a quick claw, then it compounds it a little bit. Oh so my it's gosh, like that's crazy. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, I like, like what they did One third alone is crazy priority. Like that's, like if you think 30% or one third, like that's how often Scald burns. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Scald always burns. Yeah. <laughs> Slowbro always goes first. If you do the math on Scald, like no joke, the probability of burning your opponent after two Scalds is more likely than if you were to not burn them after two Scalds. <laughs> yes. Fun fact. Like it's just seventy percent times seventy percent, and that comes out to point four nine, or it comes up to forty nine percent chance of not getting burned after two skulls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's horrible. I do think Crown Tundra is probably more exciting in terms of like new Pokemon, though. I liked Isle of Armor for what it was. Isle of Armor gives me hope. Yes. Because Isle of Armor gives me hope for like future stuff after after Crown Tundra. Like, because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, all we got is boring Pokemon left over from like the Pokemon that are missing. Because we know the Pokemon that are in Crown Tundra. Uh, I don't want to like full on spoil them, but we know we know yeah. we know the roster that's coming back. And it's like, man, all we got are like we don't have any like the cool Pokemon because like most of the pseudo legendaries are coming back, if not all of them, I think. All. I think all of them that are missing are coming back. I'm like, man, we're not going to have any cool Pokemon. And I was just like, I was thinking about, I'm like, well, what actually came back in Isle of Armor? <laughs> and I'm Angela. just like, I guess Scizor came back. Yes. Scolipede's cool. Scolipede's there. I was like, huh. So nothing like really that amazing. I'm like, cool. We still have Ampharos and Houndoom. Uh, those guys need to come back. Gliscor. Oh, Gliscor. Gliscor's the big one that gets people sad. Half the starters. It's fine. Greninja, for no inex- no explainable reason, is not in this game. I can explain if you really want that answer. No. <laughs> I'll tell you why Greninja's not back, and it's probably, one, because I think we might give Cinderace a lot of flack for, like, Libero and it being, like, stupid mm-hmm. and over-centralizing, which it is. Yeah. I think that ability in general is a stupid ability to give any Pokemon. I mean, it got it kicked out of the official meta of, like, VGC, BSS, and then it also got it kicked out of Smogon, so... You're not wrong. <laughs> I One, I think Cinderace is a much more balanced version of that than Greninja was. Yes. Because Greninja has way better coverage than Cinderace. It had coverage and it had mixed stats, so it could yes. do either. It could do both. Cinderace has not that. On top of that, they we have this weird oddity called Ash Greninja that should never have made it to the video game. That was a huge mistake, in my opinion. <laughs> could you imagine if... Like that made it back, and le- like let's say it got VGC legal somehow because reasons. You do a meta where like Megas come back and and Primals are allowed. You could theoretically have a VGC team that is Ash Greninja plus a Mega plus two Primals plus a Lele <laughs> because Lele. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, that, that would be stupid. That's absolutely bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. I hate it a lot. I hate the idea that primals might come back. Like, yeah, I don't expect them. I don't Megas. expect it. I don't expect them to come back since Megas are gone. But like, I'm not expecting Megas until whatever the next game is, if they come back, which I think they will. 
I don't know. I like the way I see it because I, I don't remember what the official number is. I will talk more about it once Ground Hunter released. The number of Pokemon you're missing at a certain point, I think. And this is just speculation beyond Ground Tundra, and I apologize in advance because I, I, I sound like a broken record because, like, this is just Thatch being very hopeful. But I think if you look at it, it's only, like, it's just over 200, I think, we'll be missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's two more pieces of DLC. Part of me is just, like, how much harder would it be to, like, throw in another 50, you know? Yeah. And that extra 50 is just megas. <laughs> you know what? You give Urshifu a mega, okay? And everybody's happy. Is everyone happy? Yeah. I, I don't think Urshifu needs a mecha. <laughs> he absolutely does not. Urshifu is like, I love Urshifu from like a technical standpoint. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Like, I look at Urshifu like old men look at their muscle cars. <laughs> it's like just fast enough to be a decent speed without being oppressively Under fast. the hood, he is the most engineered Pokemon that I've ever witnessed. Like, <laughs> they they designed him with such purpose. They don't like stall at all, and they want to break all the wall breakers. I, I don't disagree with them. Like, Urshifu's going to be the reason, like, Celesteela probably doesn't rock it in VGC. I think Urshifu will stop Celesteela from being a menace. I don't know. I could see weakness policy, Max Airstream, Celesteela just doing what yeah, it does. I, I'm afraid of offensive Celesteela. Offensive Celesteela is, is semi-scary, yes. <laughs> its best stat is special attack. I think that gets forgotten a lot. Its special attack is its best stat. It's its best stat by like how many points? Like, like three. three. <laughs> yeah, right? it, it's just like a pile of 100s and then like a lackluster speed stat. It's like a 60 and two stats, I thought. Let me take a look. Maybe HP. Yeah, it might but be both HP. Defenses are high, both offensives are high. No, because its attack wasn't terrible. I thought it was like 97 HP and then We're like gonna look all like... We're that's fine. Up. Let's find Celesteel out. 97 HP, 101 attack, 103 defense, 107 special attack, 101 special defense, and 61 speed. No, we were wrong. A pile of 100s. A pile it's a pile of 100s, 100s and then a 61 speed. None of this is bad, by the way. Like, 61 speed isn't bad anymore. <laughs> like, and it has automize, so it's not even really yeah. a concern. <laughs> I am legitimately scared of Celesteel coming back. We spoke about Urshifu, so what do you think about Calyrex? Do you think that's going to be any good? Uh, Not in a U-turn meta. Right? Like, do I get to spoil it that I think it might be (laughs) for different (laughs) reasons? (laughs) The Calyrex we know, I am not excited about. I think that's intentional. (laughs) (laughs) That's intentional. I'm just looking at that psych- Like, I'm looking at everything Celebi could have been, and, like, Celebi is just, like, not much. And so, like, that (laughs) doesn't excite me. The type combination does not excite me. If there's other factors at play, fine, but that type combination does not excite me. My favorite mm-hmm. Celebi memory is, so like I've never played, well, I haven't played in Draft League in a long time, mostly because like I like, mm-hmm. I like giving up my spot in Draft League to like an actual person in the community, and then it gives me time to not do Draft League, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, probably great. I, I did play in like the first season of Draft League, and mm-hmm. I had Celebi, and I remember playing Scrawn. It was like Scrawn, Scrawn and me, and it came, it was a 1-0, because what had happened was he had toxic my Celebi, and I had like something else in the back that I could sack, and he had a Choice Scarf Infernate, or not Infernate, Primate. Mm. It came down to my Celebi, his Primate, and something else, and I was like, well, Celebi technically lives a hit if it if Toxic doesn't kill it. I yeah. wish we could just like switch, yeah. switch out and like do that. And then I was just like, oh, wait a second, Celebi has Natural Cure. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, cool. So I just switched it out, sacked whatever I had in the back, and Celebi came out, and like I just swept and won the game. <laughs> that was, that's, that's my favorite Celebi memory, is it had natural cure. <laughs> if only grass were a better type. 
I remember Sylvie as a kid. Like, I don't know. It's also more of this is what we were talking about, like, at the beginning of the show with, like, the lore type deal and, like, just being like, oh, Sylvie's really cool. Well, to be fair, when Sylvie released, bug type moves barely existed. So. That is so true. <laughs> bug types moves were not a threat until Gen 4. Uh, I agree with that. I also just miss, like, the time of Nintendo Power. Like, every month getting some kind of news, like, news in quotes <laughs> about Pokemon <laughs> up to its release. It would just be like, here's like one little feature that we wrote five pages about. Uh, here's mm-hmm. a picture of a Pikachu. <laughs> and I would eat that up every month. I miss Nintendo Power. Uh, fun fact, I did find there's some guys who do like a spiritual successor to it on Patreon. I think I heard about it. I've been meaning to do it because it's only like five bucks a month and they'll send you a print copy. Ooh. Okay, yeah. That's kind of cool. And I kind of want to do it. <laughs> the only thing that I think it will be wrong is they won't have like pictures on the splines. On the spine, so you can't, like, line them up. Mm. It's just going to be Probably a problem. Probably not. Probably. But, yeah, I don't know about Calyrex. I feel like, I don't know, Calyrex is going to be... Current form Calyrex is going to be bad. And I don't want to spoil more for you guys from the leaks. I feel really bad if I... Spo- like, I don't mind spoiling the Pokedex. But I mind <laughs> spoiling some of the things like that. <laughs> like, I'll tell you that Nido King's back. I don't care. Well, we... I think we knew that anyway. They showed us Nidorino. Yeah, no, we know. I, let me let me get the list that we like know. I think I searched Celestia over my uh, like. There's Magmar and Delectabuzz, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crown Tundra, I would say, in terms of like Pokemon that are coming back, is a heavy hitter. Well, yeah, because it's like all the pseudos. They've guaranteed two. I'm gonna go over this just so like because we've never said it explicitly on the show, but I want people to know. Um, so the Pokemon that are coming back, and you can be um as disappointed and as happy as you want to be. Nidoqueen Queen line, Nido King line, cool. Zubat line. Very cool. I'm actually surprised they didn't make it into main Swish, by the way. I was going to say, people meme on Zubat all the time. I yeah. think it's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, I think I think Zubat not being in the game is a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx is back. You also have Electabuzz line, Magmar line. Now, this is where things get interesting, okay? You've got Ammonite, Kabutops, Aerodactyl. You, of course, you've got the legendary birds. Uh, Dragonite's coming back. You have Raikou, Entei, Suicune, Lugia, Ho-Oh. We all know that. You've got the Hoenn starters. I will spare you the suspense and tell you nobody, no other starters are there, so you're still missing four out of eight. <laughs> you got 50%. Which, again, makes me think, like, something else is happening. Like, you don't put in more starters and be like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> starters are, like, the thing where you're just like, yeah, this, these are the Pokemon that are going to be people's first. Like, in my opinion, that would be, like, this is my priority to put in the game. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's why I'm just like, this is weird, but it kind of feels like they're filling out like the Gen 3 decks. I don't know what l- is left not here from Gen 3 other than like the Viper and Zangoose after this. But no, Medicham's one of the big ones missing. from. Oh, Medicham so. is missing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Medicham people like. <laughs> Slacking's missing. So you Slacking is with- missing. That is true. Uh, you have Agron, you have Altaria, Lily, Anorith. Anorith, uh, Absol. I didn't realize Absol wasn't in Main Swish. It's really forgettable without its Mega, and it's yeah, I know. Mega, so. Then you have Walren. Relicanth is coming back because we can't Reggie's. have Reggie's without that. Um, I hope there's a I hope there's a callback to that. There's got to be if they're adding Relicanth. Yeah, right. I hope there's a callback. I mean, there's not a lot of Gen three missing. I don't feel like like Tropius is missing and like Medicham. Oh, camera up. Plus, okay, well, there's a lot, lot of it. There's a like lot. Never mind. Cacnea, you know, the superior cactus. It's fine. Yep. And then we're, we've also got uh, Salamence coming. Mm. You've got Metagross coming. 
Uh, Reggie's, Laddie's, Weather Trio. Jirachi and Deoxys are missing. Jirachi's already in the game, but Deoxys Jirachi's is not. Deoxys is not in Deoxys this. has multiple forms, so it's not in Yeah, this. I think people don't understand. Like, like, yeah, if you look at this list, it's mostly Pokemon that don't have multiple forms. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gen 4 absolutely gets the shaft, by the way, um, in terms of Pokemon. I mean, you say that, but you already read Gen 2 was just the dogs and Ho-Oh and Lugia. So. Yeah, that's true. But I would I would argue a lot of them got in from... Uh, a lot of those are tied to Kanto Pokemon as well. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And I would say some of the Gen 4 Pokemon, some of the bigger ones are there. But in terms of just like regular Gen po- Gen 4 Pokemon, I think we've got like Roserade. That's not even regular, I would say. But um, you've got Roserade. You've got Luxray that came in Isle of Armor. And yeah. <laughs> Gen 4, you're not really missing anything, though, because it's like, yeah, no one sadly cares about Wormadam. No okay, but I care about it like a, some of the... Vespaquen made it in. If what Vespaquen made it in... Because Vespaquen doesn't have multiple forms. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> Buizel is a shock, though. Buizel is an actual Right? Shock. Only Spiritomb, the Garchomp line, and the Legendaries from, uh, from Gen 4 made it. In terms of the Mythicals uh, that made it... None of them. None of them made it. You, no Darkrai, no Shaman, no Arceus. No Manaphy. No Manaphy, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Like, I understand Shaman because of the multiple forms. I wouldn't even say Arceus is multiple forms, though. It's like different palettes. I wouldn't say it's multiple forms, but I feel like if they ever did it, because they're doing weird things with their meta, if they ever did a two-month meta where Mythicals were allowed, mm. Arceus just isn't okay to have. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Like, no. they can't do that if Arceus is in the meta, right? So. so, I would also like to note that the things you've heard me say so far are Omastar and Kabutops, Cradle and Anorith. But you did <laughs> not hear me say Bastiodon and Rampardos, because they are not coming back. Because for... they're the worst fossils. <laughs> oh my gosh, your reasoning is so wrong. We have this conversation all the time, Sigma. <laughs> have you ever seen them do a thing? Okay, okay. But you don't, you don't not bring them back and then bring back caracosta and archon like you you don't you don't do that like uh Vic, victini and audino are also coming back we skipped those they are but... the next west fossils you are not wrong we're getting aurorus and tyrantrum <laughs> those <laughs> like, are good fossils though aurorus can do not. things aurorus can at tyrantrum's least cool. not with bullet bunch um <laughs> sure i mean everything kills it but it can set hail tyrantrum has rockhead dragon dance that's fun that is fun. Cryagonal's coming back. Genesect makes it, which is kind of cool. Not Meloetta and not... Multiple forms. Well, Keldeo's already in. Yeah. Keldeo's actually going to be... Well, we won't... Keldeo should be catchable at some point, I believe. I think he gets demythicalized, yeah, probably. And then we also get, uh, in Gen 6, outside of the, the fossils, we get Carbink, because Deoncy's back. Um, you also get uh, Xerneas, Yvettel, Zygarde... You don't get Hoopa, but you get Volcanion. Hoopa's got two forms, forms though. Forms. <laughs> Gen 7 only gives you legendaries and ultra beasts. Because a lot of Gen 7's already in. Like Yeah. Maguna's already in. Um we don't Marshadow's already in and Zeraora, actually. All of the mythicals from Gen yeah. 7 are already in. I think I think almost everything I think we're missing like Young Goose and and Two Cannon. <laughs> and Bruxish. I mean Minior's missing, but you know, Bruxish? Uh, yeah, she made. Bruxish is the Pokemon. It has a cool ability. It, like, there's a few Pokemon here and there that are always missing. The thing that they, that really upsets me is, like, it's a lot of regional birds that are missing. Because <laughs> it's just like, just just pepper those in. Pepper those in. You know? I feel like Toucanon could be okay in, like, a Dynamax meta. 
They could have oh, a chance. Oh, dude. Solid two cannon. Dynamax two cannon would be awesome to think about. It fixes, like, its worst problem, which is that it's on a lowland time with all the other Pokemon there. Yeah. Just a pure garbage <laughs> speed stat. Like, it's just, you can't do anything with that. It's got a cool, it's got an okay move. I think we have half of the regional birds anyway now. We have 50% nah, of the regional birds. No, but we have 50% of them. Like, yeah. there's no Pidgeot, which is weird. We have, I mean, we have we have the same proportion of regional birds that we do starters. Yeah. <laughs> That's my answer. Uh, yeah, like we have, we have the regional, we have just as many. They skipped a lot of three lines for those birds too. Yeah. Which if models are to believe, be believed as an excuse, then yeah, that makes sense. I believe, I believe models as an excuse. 100%. Like, yeah, I I believe it, especially after this, because they intentionally skipped over Pokemon with multiple forms. Mm -hmm. They intentionally did it. And there could still be things that we don't know that will show up. Like, Magearna wasn't on the list originally, but it showed up in Isle of Armor. Yeah, because Magearna made it in with, uh, Magearna made it in with Isle of Armor, but it was the only one. Yeah, but it wasn't on the list, though. And that's what's interesting. So maybe Manaphy shows up or Darkrai or something. Oh, yeah, I guess this is just the Pokemon that get Dex entries, which is kind of weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was just like these were erased Dex entries and not just blank ones or something like that. It was it's weird. Like you could tell it was deleted instead mm-hmm. of left blank. Interested to see what's going on there. I mean, we do get new Pokemon too. Like that's 119 Pokemon that they put back in. We're, we're getting which a is lot. way bigger than Isle of Armor. Like Isle of Armor was just like yes, 100. We hit. We hit the number. We told you 100, we hit This 100. one exercises the plus portion, portion of the number. Yes, like, here. we actually get to go past the 100, which is good. I'm excited for it. I'm happy that we got to go past 100, like, because uh, that's what I expected from both of them was about 119, yeah. maybe, well, uh, together I expected, like, 219, 220 between this, the two of them. It's a solid number. It's a good number between yeah. them. I'm sure you guys already talked about this while I was having connection issues. Do um the power cre- the power creep that's coming with this is like going to be really interesting for everything. Uh yes. Yeah, like legendaries roll the meta. Like that's just what they do. And so I'm excited to see what actually is good in Gen 8 and what survives. So what I like really like about what they're doing so far is that the meta is always different and it makes you build properly. And like I think I honestly think that series 6 VGC has been mm-hmm. the most balanced VGC in a very long time. Oh, yeah. It feels very nice. It feels really good. It's like, oh, no, the best Pokemon's Amoongus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only there were an item that stopped Amoongus. I, it feels very balanced, and I really like it. I don't think that's even because Dynamax exists. Like, without Dynamax and Gigantamax, I think you still have that balanced meta. Mm-hmm. It's a fun meta. I think they're doing a really, really good job with the meta. Mm-hmm. And I really like the way that they're doing it by adding the new Pokemon in. Well, the old Pokemon, mm-hmm. the old new Pokemon in, yeah. or the new old Pokemon. Like, I like the trickle. The trickle feels really nice. Yes. It just, it feels, the trickle is really nice, and it really feels like TCG rotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really okay with that. It keeps things fresh in, like, a less, like, forced way. Yeah, and it keeps the Pokemon game fresh, too. Like, mm-hmm. I like being able to go back to the game every, like, three or four months because there's something like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. Like when Crown Tundra drops, we get like some kind of trailer for like more DLC. You know, mm. and, like it's just like, hey, we're gonna keep doing this because it did really, really well. Mm-hmm. I think two months might be too short for like rules periods. Like maybe it should be three months. But yeah, two months is probably the minimum I would go. Like I wouldn't do a month. Two months is a seems too short to let anything settle. I think I'm like, okay with nothing settling though. <laughs> 
It's when th- when things settle is when things get stale. Mm. It's when we get ultra serious. <laughs> let's let's not talk ultra serious. No, I think I think the I think the bigger his answer is that's when you get like VGC 2016. Because VGC 2016 got stale real quick. It's like yes, Groudon is just the best thing to do, or it's Kyogre. And but I think this is really cool. Where one, I think it really tests like the uh, person's ability to play the game because like uh, there there used to be VGC uh, metas where you could play the same game for the whole the same team for the whole year and be successful. Yeah, and now mm-hmm. that's probably impossible. It's been great that like we can only play for a couple months and you have to change your team. Like at most you get like yeah. one or two yeah. months and your team it mm-hmm. becomes invalidated because new strat- strategies arise because we let them adapt to what's been banned, what's not yeah. been banned and then I think that really shows your metal as a as a Pokemon player. Like if you're going to be top tier all of the time with that. Mm-hmm. That was something that I I don't know. I don't want to say I took pride in it, but it was something that I'd noticed helped me a lot. Like when I was doing all of the metas at once for like a very short period, there was like a hot minute where like I was decent at VGC and I was decent at OU and I was decent at like Battle Stadium singles equivalent. It's tough. I'm doing poorly in VGC right now because I'm trying to make Smogon work because it's just Mm -hmm. hard to do them all at once. Well, like when I was doing them, like I appreciated the fact that I could Mm -hmm. because each one of them, they were each different in their own way, but it allowed me to become a better player because of it. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't stuck in like one strat or one team that I was really hooked on for six months. It forced me to think outside the box and think about things differently because they're they're different. Like different metas are different ways of thinking. Um, somebody asked that in the Discord the, today, and so that was my answer. Because <laughs> they're just like, oh, what's easier, VGC or Battle Stadium Singles or OU? I'm like, they're all just different. It's whatever kind of game you want to play that day. What experience? Do you want to play forty? T- do you want to play forty turns? You go play a smoke on one. Do you want to play <laughs> five turns? You play VGC. Do you want to play like ten to twelve turns? That's when you go to BSS. So it's how much time you mm-hmm. want to put in. Yes, and it's not even like how much time do you want to put in. It's just like what kind of thought process? Like what kind of puzzle do you feel like playing? I feel like the mind games in VGC are. I feel like they don't exist as much as they did in OU. Mm-hmm. There's definitely still mind games. One day we'll fix Ally Switch and it'll be better. <laughs> I think switching in OU is like the one uh, the one pro of not being able to play OU on cart. I miss it because I like having the the ability to play like traditional 66 on cart. Yeah. Because it's like the ultimate Pokemon experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The one thing I really appreciate not being able to do that is that the games are just so much faster. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just like so much like there's not as much like, oh, should I switch here or should I not switch type stuff? You pretty much don't switch much in either format. That's on cart right now. You don't jog for position as much as you as you did. But I mean, soon. But on that note, I think I think this is a good place to stop unless we want to talk about Regigigas and how it was invisible. And you think there's a Galarian for some reason, Sigma. <laughs> well, there's two more golems and only six eyes. Hmm. Maybe there's one more golem, one I eat. No, they would have told us. No, we would have known <laughs> about know. it. We would have known about it. <laughs> Who was it? Someone suggested like a, some kind of weird staff with like a dragon's head on it. <laughs> I find it really odd that we have these golems of like rock, ice, and steel, which are just like things you can make pillars out of, which is the whole idea behind them. Mm-hmm. And then like the other two are just like, let's go wacky with dragon and electric. I've heard people try to say that they're based on, like, the ages of history or something like that. Mm, the, the Stone Age, age the, the Stone Ice Age, age the, the um, Iron Age, I guess. The Industrial Age. And then you have, like, like yeah. middle- the Medieval era, era and the Enlightenment or something, which mm, like, I'm something. not a fan. 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that either. I don't subscribe, no. but you know. What types would be wacky? And then they just did it. <laughs> I'm excited to see if electric stat spread is busted. The thing I'm not excited about is if they don't allow like box art legends, but they allow the regular legends back in. Mm-hmm. Regigigas is, a, is like in that. Right. You know who else is a Pokemon? Weezing. Galarian Weezing. It doesn't work with every ability. It could be, I mean, it could, that could be one of the ones it doesn't work with. I think that's probably why Slaking's missing. Regigigas deserves being fixed, though. Like, even if they cut it down to, like, three turns instead of five or something. Yeah, that's true. It's so useless. It's just so bad. It's never. I'm hoping Beast Boost gets nerfed. Right. Beast Boost nerfing would be great. Archeops can be okay now. Kind of, with Galarian Weezing. Okay, okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done before we start coming up with more bad ideas. Uh, all right, that is, that is it for the topic. We are going to go ahead, take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 858, Hatterene, the silent Pokemon. Its Pokemon Shield Gigantamax entry reads, Beams of lightning shoot down from its tentacles. It's known to some as the Raging Goddess. Okay, so like, time out real quick. So... It's called the silent Pokemon, but like the entire gimmick of its evolutionary line is that it wears hats. <laughs> yes. And so they, they decided silent. Yeah, that's what we think it is. Hatterem is the serene Pokemon and Hatina is the calm Pokemon. I do not like this. That's dumb. Thanks, Pokemon. Hatterene is okay. <laughs> it's got a base HP of 57, base attack of 90. That is surprisingly high. Yes. And it can run Swords Dance and Power Whip. It is a Trick Room Pokemon. Base Defense of 95, Base Special Attack of 136, Base Special Defense of 103. Those are defense stats. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Base Speed of 29, making it a Trick Room Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> In most cases. Uh, with its Psychic Fairy typing. It is only weak to three types. Oh, good for it. All right, but let's jump into this. This is from Greel, actually, uh, who is on the Discord server. So thank you to that. Is this the team that he used, or is this just Series no. 6? A Series 6 team, if it is. Series six. He used it yeah, in Series, series six. 6. Okay, so... Like, day one, but Series 6. Greel's awesome. So uh, this is also for BSS, right? BSS, yep. not yes. VGC. All right, we need to talk about which Pokemon we're taking, so I'm just going to go, and then you guys can grab onto things. I'm going to take the easy stuff. Sure. So we've got Hatterene, who is the G-Max form, because it can be, with Life Orb, the ability healer. It's got 252 HP, 252 special attack, because you, you're you not going to go fast because you're Hatterene, mm-hmm. and you have Trick Room anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's rocking Misty Explosion, Psychic, Mystical Fire, and that Trick Room. And it's got a 30 in speed, I assume, just so it can outrun other Hatterene uh, in Trick Room. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. Before Trick Room? I'm not sure. It'll set its Trick Room afterwards, but it'll go... Like, if it's in Trick Room with another Hatterene who has max speed, it'll go first. I don't know why you'd want 30. Wouldn't you want zero? Yeah, I don't know what the 30's for. Maybe not speeds Ferrothorn. Well, Ferrothorn doesn't even deal you damage with its uh, Gyro Ball because you're so... That's true. That's true. true. (laughs) So it's not really a threat? 
I don't know. He will have to yell he at knows. me and yeah. tell me yeah. what it actually is for. Notably, uh, it's got the ability healer, probably capitalizing on everyone assuming that it's magic bounce so they can't taunt it. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I'll take another easy one. And I'm going to go with Lycanroc Dusk. <laughs> because it's a Lycanroc Dusk, and that's all it is now. They didn't all have Acceleroc, right? Until this gen. To be fair, the one still doesn't. Only Knight has never had it. Knight's not had it. Okay, I'm just dumb. Because it was never good, and so nobody ever used Dusk it. Dusk is like the combination of the two, so it has both signature moves of Acceleroc and Counter. So it's got Focus Sash, Tough Claws, 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Jolly... And it's got Acceleroc, Close Combat, which it got this gen, right? I believe so. That yeah. seems accurate. Okay. Counter and Stealth Rock. Stealth Rock, probably because you have four move slots. Close Combat stronger than Stone Edge because Tough Claws boost. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'll let whoever wants to take more things go. Sure, I can go. I'll, I'll do our choice mons. We've got Urshifu, Rapid Strike with a choice band. Uh, 252 attack, 252 speed, jolly nature, and then close combat, surging strikes, thunder punch, aqua jet. Basically, just a pretty standard rapid striker shifu, just breaking all Mm -hmm. the things it normally does. Literally no surprises. Also, having no surprises is Dracazalt with a choice scarf, uh, hustle, 252 attack, 252 speed, bolt bake, outreach, low kick, aerial ace. So these are kind of just your wall breakers. Things are going to tear things apart. Why low kick? I don't know if I like low kick. When you go big, you get a boosted attack. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my personal play style. It's the filler move. I feel like there's something that breaks nicely with low kick. There's got to be something. Because like for me, I just, I'm thinking like in that slot, I'd much rather have like either high horsepower or I don't know, not low kick. <laughs> fire attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like fire fang. Like, cause I, I'm more worried about the Ferrothorn, but I guess he's got uh, Hatterene to really deal with the Ferrothorn. I mean, he's got other ways to kill it. He's got four things that can hit it for super effective and low kick still technically does as well um so i guess that's he's true. not too concerned oh wow even his rapier does it okay never yeah. mind uh, <laughs> speaking of rapier sigma all right next up we've got a fun pokemon to use under a trick room with rapier holding that weakness policy ability solid rock so you take those super effective hits even better helping that defense up boosting your ability to take the hit and activate the weakness policy so fun times Next, HP, max attack, a little bit of spadef with the leftovers, adamant nature, earthquake, rock blast to get rid of those ugly substitutes, fire punch, and sword stance. That's a Rhyperior. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's blanket Rhyperior. This is like the Pokemon that I hate the most in both metas right now. It's just a solid offensive threat under Dynamax. Yeah, it's so it's so solid, and like this is the set everybody's running. It, it's true. Well... In doubles, you run like Rock Slide over Rock Blast, but no, no, I meant the the Ferrothorn. Oh, oh, it, it it has Power Whip over Protect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing I know. That is the only thing that he has that's different. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, last up we got Ferrothorn holding leftovers with the Iron Barb's ability because no one's running Anticipation Ferrothorn ever. Max HP, Max Defense, leftovers in Special Defense, Impish Nature. So we're not zero speed Ferrothorn because. As I think we alluded to, no gyro ball here. We have Power Whip, Body Press, and Iron Defense, and Leech Seed to slowly siphon off the HP of something. Mm-hmm. That's a Ferrothorn, all right. Minus the Protect, like you said. I do like the tech with the Power Whip. It gives him some good offensive presence if he needs to snack something. Mm-hmm. Because Body Press without any boost doesn't get anywhere. Absolutely. Yes. So, like, I've used the Ferrothorn set with this, like, Protect, and I used that. I beat a Sylveon. 
<laughs> I remember that. You were there, Sigma. You saw that. I I couldn't believe it. No mystical fire? Like, what happened? It, it did have mystical fire. It just did. Yeah. <laughs> it was doing like 40%. Yeah, it did like 30-something percent. And so what happened was with between the leech seed and the leftovers, we were getting enough recovery. And so what happened was we were only up like one iron defense and he was mystical firing us. It was might have been just like just over or just under a third he was doing. It was like a roll, whether it was under or over. Mm-hmm. So what happened was we like realized that like our best play at one point was like, oh, we got double protect, you know? Yeah. Double protect, get more heal. So it failed the first time. We're just like, oh man, that kind of sucks. But we'll still live it out, right? Yeah. And so we went for the double protect again. We got the double protect. (laughs) (laughs) It was enough to get the KO with with just like leech seed. (laughs) (laughs) Stall it out. I don't feel bad because like that one was odds. Yeah. We didn't get a double protect, then we got a double protect. So. I mean, Ferrothorn's just one of those ones in both metas. Like, if you lose your, like, Arcanine, because Cinderace isn't here right now, Torkoal's not here right now, Venusaur's not here right now, um, a lot of the things that can break Ferrothorn really well aren't around, so if they die, uh, you kind of just win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. But if you want to use this team, the code's going to be on the Discord, so check it out. You can try it out in BSS. All right, we are going to kick it on over now, though, to the mailbag. And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is the part of the show where we read your emails sent to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can have your email read if you just send us one in time for the show before it comes out or before it's recorded. Not before it comes out. I shouldn't say before it comes out. Some guy got mad at me once because he sent an email in like an hour before we like released the show and his, his like email wasn't on the show. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> That's how recording a podcast goes. Yeah, like we don't record this live. Uh, <laughs> we record it and then we edit it. Uh, we take all the swears out. <laughs> usually it's just Shamu swearing, though. So It's usually Shamu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been really good. I haven't had one in like years, so it's fine. Usually it's Shamu and usually it's during a quiz segment. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, but if, uh, yeah, uh, this segment, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as I guess I'm required to contractually, I have to tell you that if you write an email that make that makes us talk to each other more than we already do, you can get the Green Tauros badge, which just turns your name green on our Discord server. All you have to do is ask somebody if you want it. So we've got three emails for you today. There were more that were sent in, obviously, but if you didn't send it in, we apologize for not reading it. Sometimes they're too long, sometimes they're too short, sometimes they don't have paragraphs. All right, so our first email today is going to be from Coil, and last week we asked you uh, what you uh, what you like in a good Pokemon game, I guess? I don't know. Or what, what things you're missing? I don't know. People wrote in nice words, and I like to read them. So this one's from Coil. <laughs> yeah, so I've got this one. Hey, Puckle. Coil here. I hope this week is treating you well. I wanted to uh, lend just one point to what I think really makes Pokemon a game for me. I think there are lots of things that really define one of these games. Obviously, cool new Pokemon, fun gym challenges, and maybe even running into that one Mon you saw a sneak peek of and really wanted to use in your playthrough. But for me, there is one thing that stands out above all else. Cave puzzles. Uh, This is what really disappointed me in Swish. 
I don't know why. I, I thought Galar Mine number two was a very exciting cave. Okay. I was going to make that <laughs> joke, but I appreciate that you did. Um, <laughs> this is what really disappointed me in Swish. One of my favorite things is figuring out these puzzles while at, a, at the same time dodging the 900th Zubat. The feeling of finding all the hidden areas, the hidden items, and that using HMs to push stuff around is always a fun time for me. Hashtag bring back caves. Anyways, love you guys. Coil. So... I, one thing I really liked about Isle of Armor was that whole cave system was kind of neat. Right? Where, like, there was the whole waterway system in there, and some of the forests were a little convoluted. So, like, I wasn't, like, truly lost, but, like, it was much more confusing than anything that had happened in the last four or five years. So, I... <laughs> yeah. There was a good, like, little refresher, because I remember Black 2, White 2 had some pretty solid caves. I remember getting lost mm-hmm. all the time as a kid, um, and just in the early day Pokemon with those caves. So, I... I miss caves. I wonder how much of it is being a kid. And then like, like, I wonder how much of it is that, but like, I go back to those sometimes and I'm just like, yeah, they're not hard, but I can definitely understand it being confusing because like, especially if you think about like old victory roads and stuff like that. And it's because like, you do have to like, you have to maneuver around, you have to move things around. And we just didn't have that. I, I mean, I agree this gen, we didn't have really any puzzles like at all. No. And I, I think that's really frustrating. Like, you think about things like the ruins of Alf and stuff like that. Or like, I think the way I would I would describe it is we didn't have dungeons. Not not that we mm-hmm. didn't have puzzles. We just didn't have dungeons. Because like, I would even say like Sylphco is a good dungeon and stuff like that. I I miss those aspects. We didn't really have it in Sun and Moon either, though. To be fair, which no. is also disheartening. I mean, part of it's the internet internet age too, but like there was something like really special when your when your little friend circle found out about the Reggies back in the day. Yeah, like, oh, the Reggies were a big ex- thing. When you didn't know those existed because it was so hard to figure them out, and then like some friends like get a Relicanth, get a Waylord, we're gonna go get something, and then like you find that out. Like those kind of yeah. puzzles were so exciting, and I'm so I agree with that. We haven't seen anything with like that in a long time. Well, Gen three, I think. Well, not even Gen three, maybe like. I really think the biggest turning point was like when we went to the 3DS and I don't blame the 3DS for that. Mm-hmm. I blame black and white. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I black and white cause black and white didn't do as well as other Pokemon games did. Mm-hmm. And I think that TPCI really noticed that they like really stripped it down, went back to basics. I think they went back to basics and I mean, that's also when they like the gen one nostalgia, like really kicked in. Mm hmm. They're just like, oh, if we can't do anything new, we might as well, like, really ride on this old stuff. Yeah. And we've been riding that wave since 2013, which is, uh, which is unfortunate. But I mean, I, yeah, I would love to have caves back. That'd be cool. I'd be, I'd be into, like, actual things. I think the I Love Armors are really good, like, a really good example. Like, that's, if the rest of Swish would have been, like, the I Love Armor, I would have zero complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I would have zero complaints about the design. Like, maybe, like, lack of puzzles and stuff, but. Like, outside of that, like, I think that's a good trade-off for what the Isle of Armor was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Maybe the like, the towers, like, for Kung Fu could have actually had puzzles in them. That would have been cool. But, meh. Other than that, like, they, they had some cool things, like, when we chased the Slowpoke. Uh, but mm-hmm. next email, thanks for that, Coil, is going to be from, I believe it's Sleeve. And I think Sigma wanted that one. Yep. Hi, Puckle people. Sleeve here with a response to this week's mailbag question. One of the little things I've always enjoyed with Pokemon games are the puzzle sections. Yeah, they can be infuriating at times, especially when you're trying to clear an area quickly. But they actually make you think 
and are kind of a staple to the franchise. Gen 7 and 8 really miss the floor tiles that spin you off in a given direction and, if I'm being honest, the rendition of this in Gen 6 was easy mode. I personally loved the Rocket Game Corner raid from Red, Blue, and Yellow. You are the only one. They kind of added it in Rainbow Rocket in Gen 7. They tried. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't as good. I feel like their challenges now are just like, you have a lot of battles in a row. And it's just like, <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> no. Also, fun fact, if you're playing Red and Blue, you can go and buy a Poké Doll and just skip the game corner. <laughs> you don't get to catch a Ghastly, but... You also don't have to battle the Marowak if you give it a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, just saying. <laughs> Another of my favorite puzzle types is teleport floor tiles, like in Sabrina's Gym in Kanto, that either make you systematically try them all in a trial and error process, or look up a guide online if you can't handle the chaos. I just went up or down. I never went near the electric. <laughs> These sections are something people tend to forget about when talking about Pokemon games, but have been present since the very beginning. They also provide a fun break from repeatedly beating up NPCs Pokemon in exchange for your pocket money. Yes. Unfortunately, there are too many good puzzle types to talk about all of them in depth here, but here's a few honorable mentions. Fuchsia City Gym's Invisible Walls, the Reggie Cave Braille Puzzles, and the Rocket Hideout in Mahogany Town button sequence to open doors thanks for keeping the content coming look forward to it every week sleeve they can just rehash the same puzzle like pokemon is the one franchise that i think is just always evergreen like Mm -hmm. i don't like everybody's always just like oh pokemon needs to do something different the franchise is stale it's like no i like Mm -hmm. that it's stale like i think i used this analogy already but they're the mcdonald's of video games for me okay like, I, I don't go to McDonald's because I think it's, like, it's going to be crazy new r- menu items. I go to McDonald's because it's consistent. Okay? And that's Pokemon to me. <laughs> it's consistent, and it's good. And uh, I think they could just reuse the same puzzles for that without much of an issue. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get this next one. Thanks for that sleeve. Uh, this last one today is going to be from Ava. She didn't give us another name to talk, call her by, so I'm calling her Ava. Hey, Puckle Crew! I sent an email in last week half knowing you've probably already recorded, but I winged it and it wasn't on time. So hopefully you get this. What makes a Pokemon game a ga- Pokemon game, you ask? I think some of the NPCs and in- the innuendos used play a big role. For example, the old man watching girls in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of these things that people ask for are like very rose-colored glasses. <laughs> I remember the Heart Gold Soul Silver do couple trainer that had a cloister and an onyx. Yes, I, I or the couple in Heart Gold Soul Silver who had an oyster and a, a, a onyx and a cloister. Picture it if you haven't seen it. Yep, mm, yep. These things, although maybe inappropriate, add another dimension that isn't completely kitty focused and somewhat laughable. Although some of the most recent games haven't really done that, which is understandable in today's PG world. Along this are the dark stories behind what seem like regular characters as a kid, but as you get older, realize have a lot more depth. Wally being a sick kid wanting to travel with his Ralts and Blues Radicate never appearing again after the Cubone and Marowak <laughs> event. And the Cubone and, Mar- and Marowak event, in general. The, the fact that his mom was murdered. I love these, although creepy, but real storylines in Pokemon and give more perspective for kids as to what the world brings. 
P.S. Can you imagine if the next game had an NPC wearing a mask that says, you're standing too close, get away? I don't know that reference, and that's okay. Mm. Anyway, if you read this, thank you. I've been listening to your podcast and catching up recently as I've only gotten into, recently gotten a podcast. And I have loved Pokemon since I was a three-year-old little girl and now a 20-year-old now. So Pokemon's played a huge part of my life. Stay awesome and thank you. We appreciate you. I think they were just talking COVID. I think that's all that was. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> As like Pokemon World making mention of it in the next game. Oh, 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 a mask. I Okay, so like when yeah. she said mask, I was thinking of, um, who's the ghost type gym leader this gen? Um, Ghosty. Oh my gosh. Shield, so I don't know his name. I, Alistair. Alistair. I was like, I pictured that mask. And I'm like, why would anybody oh. wear that mask and tell you you're standing too close and go away? Are they antisocial? <laughs> <laughs> that was where my thought, that's where my thought went. I apologize that I didn't get the very <laughs> obvious joke. <laughs> and Nero over Thatch's head. Uh, God. I think that the uh, winner this week is absolutely Coil. Sure, Coil. I think Coil won, uh, hands down. Okay, so Coil, you got the Green Taurus badge. Ask for it if you want it. I know your name's purple, and you might want to change it to a different color. Who knows? Uh, all oh, right. No, we're forcing the color change. We're forcing that. Oh, we forced the color. We for- oh, we could just do it now. I'm doing it. It's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> And so on that note, if uh, you want to send us an email next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, you can send it into, like I said, that email address, and you can let us know uh, what you think might come in Crown Tundra that we haven't seen yet, or what you're most excited for in Crown Tundra. Let us know, pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, we will also, uh, if you want to keep up with the show throughout the week, come to our Discord, hang out. You can also follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also... Follow along with us at YouTube at youtube.com slash buckle podcast where P Mickey and Claude nine actually record a video every week about the team of the team mentioned in whatever this is. What, what do we poke of the episode? That's the, the episode. segment. I've only been doing this for how long? Like 13 years. Something and like that. I don't remember the names of my segments. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, Thatch hasn't streamed very recently, but once Thatch gets back from vacation, I'm sure he will uh, over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. You guys also had a really cool idea for another charity stream, and I want to do it. (laughs) I really want to do that. That's such a good idea. And then we're going to go ahead and uh, let's see. What else? Oh, if you want to support the show financially, you could do so in a couple ways. One, you can go over to Twitch, drop us a Twitch Prime subscription. We always appreciate that. You can always go over to our Public store and buy something over there. Anything you buy goes back to the – we get a little piece of that back to the store. If you want to support us more directly and get things like Pokemon giveaways, um, get cheaper gym badges when they come out in November – you can always go over to Puckle or uh, Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. With that in mind, though, I think that is everything I usually ramble at the end of the show. So I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been our Sigma. And I have been Pete McGee. And in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.